Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of Atlanteans with way too many board games. I'm Tom the Guardian, and I'm joined by your local aquanaut, Justin. Uh Adam the Mystic. And Debbie, Adam, you were a champion. I was a priestess. <laughs> oh, I was a champion. There you go. Adam the champion. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. yeah, we have we have like yeah. the the memory of a goldfish collectively amongst us. True. <laughs> this is a board game podcast where we play games that are in our collections and then we talk about them. And today we are talking about Atlantis Rising. I have to double check to make sure I got that right. Nailed it. You did. You did, sir. <laughs> Second edition. I'm told first edition came out when 2012. Oh, just a scant. Oh, oh, like damn near 10 years ago. Well, let's not dwell on that too much. Uh, Atlantis Rising is a cooperative board game uh, for one to seven people, I think is what it said. There's a lot of people. Yeah. It's good for when you want to play with those those really awkward player counts, like seven. Yeah, and you want to play a game about where you're trying to stop Atlantis from falling into the sea, Atlantis being a mythical... Uh, island that was populated by apparently space wizards and, uh, you know, got flooded and fell into the ocean. Um, Justin, I think you, ha- I guess Adam and Justin, you both own this game and, uh, and Justin has the box. He doesn't have to go get it with a forklift this time. You got it right by you. Sometimes things get a little buried. Yeah. All right. Well, what we like to do around here is uh, read the uh, back of the box promotional material just as a way to sort of get everyone acquainted with what's going on and uh, go for it whenever you're ready there, Justin. Atlantis Rising, go. What if you could save Atlantis from its fated destruction? The Atlanteans have built a glorious civilization, but a reliance on technology powered by mystic energy has caused them to turn away from the gods. The gods will not tolerate such hubris in mere mortals. Atlantis must be destroyed. In this challenging cooperative game of survival, players are counselors who must use their followers, special powers, and ancient artifacts to escape Atlantis before it sinks beneath the waves. Atlantis Rising uses an innovative method of simultaneous worker placement, asking you to plan together how to divide your workers among available action locations. Build the cosmic gate, turn in resources and slot gate components into the gate board as your means to escape is created piece by piece. Atlantis needs you. Are you up to the task? So, is the whole thing... So, so that you're trying to build a, a magic gate so that you can teleport all of Atlantis off of the planet? Is that what is that what you're doing? I think you're just... You're teleporting the people off Atlantis because you know it's going to sink. Oh, okay. So, Atlantis was totally screwed anyway. We're just getting... Oh, yeah. Oh, Super okay. I gotcha. I wasn't sure how this, how this worked out. Anyway, this is not my game. I played it for the first time yesterday after being... Uh, Quite briskly uh, introduced to it uh, via Tabletop Simulator. It is a cooperative game, so it, you know, so everybody gets to sort of discuss what they're doing. So it's, you know, a little bit more gentle of an introduction than some other games. Uh, There's a buttload of cards uh, involved, and there's like some weird tokens. You got some like cosmic gate components and a power core and some mystic barriers and a gate and a bunch of land tiles. What you need to know is that this game is set up essentially with, um, there, there's these like six spokes around a central hub. Uh, and that is the, uh, that is the Atlantean, Atlantean landmass, I guess. And 
it's all very it's you know Atlantis was very ne- neatly constructed in that every spoke has its own like specialties you've got uh you've got the one that helps you get uh, uh magic crystals and the one that gets you gold and the one that gets you ore and then there's the one that processes the ore into metal ingots and there's the one that has all the libraries and then there's the one where you uh make more people um, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, and, uh, and, and so this, this game board is separated into these like six spokes, uh, uh, centered around what your, your main, I can't remember what the hell it was called, but like the middle part. And over the course of the game, uh, these, sp- the pieces of these spokes will get slowly eroded away by the, uh, uh, gods, uh, getting pissed off and flooding the place. So each of these, uh, each of these spokes is made up of six tiles, uh, which uh, you slot together, and uh, they, you know, in in the corresponding, uh, you know, resource that they give. And uh, as you go through, you're going to be taking those pieces off as they get flooded. And if any one spoke gets flooded all the way to the middle uh, hub of your town uh, of Atlantis, there, uh, it's a game over, man. It's a game over. And uh, so it's a race against time to build a bunch of these uh, uh, power core components that you are uh, that you're uh, trying to shoot for, which cost varying numbers of resources. And you're trying to slot those into what's called the cosmic gate board which will net you more and more actions as you go with better powers and all of this is in aid of trying to get all of those slotted into the uh into the the, the gate and then f- do the final uh the final power core to be able to teleport your people off of the planet here um so there's a bunch of like weird little rules around like how to build the final power core and stuff, but I'm just gonna sort of go over the meat of the game. Uh, everybody is going to start the game with uh, with a special board, so you're gonna pick your counselor, and it's gonna be like the guardian or the emissary or the priestess. Each player is gonna also grab their um, uh, two regular dude pawns and then one leader. And uh, anytime your leader is out, that is in general when you're gonna be able to activate your uh, special power from your champion. Counselor, your counselor. In the example that I have, so uh, the Guardian, uh, which is the one that I played, if the Guardian is ever on a tile that gets flooded during uh, during like the normal flooding phase, you can, instead of doing the action that they're on, you can like take them away and prevent that tile from getting flooded, which is good because yeah, getting flooded is kind of what you're trying to avoid. So everyone is going to start off the game with one of these unique player boards, uh, two mystic energy, uh, one leader, and two followers, and uh, the game will then begin. Uh, the first round is everybody goes and places their people onto the board. So each of these tiles that is on each of these six spokes has a, a certain number of uh, little water droplets that you can put your guys on, and uh, you just sort of go around and decide where you want to put your dudes. And uh, it depends on where you where you go, like whether you're going to be trying to go for. Uh, an ore space closer to where uh, the major flood action is going to happen. Those ones are usually like easier, and uh, and 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 the way it works is that you know these are all kind of different, but in general, like what you're going to do is you're going to plonk your guys down, you're going to roll a die at some point, and then you're trying to get 
a number that equals or is greater than the number that is on the tile that you're at. So in the example that I have, uh, if you're trying to go for an or, uh, the ones that are closest to the ocean are lower. So you might want to put your guy down on the number two spot of the, or the furthest spot of the or, which means that you only have to roll a two or higher to be able to get an or, which is good because you'll be using that to make stuff later on. Um, and so everyone's going to be putting their guys down. Uh, there's different actions like getting ore, getting uh, gold, mystic crystals, making people, getting cards, and uh, turning ore into uh, iron ingots. As well as like there will be more stuff coming up as you put down uh, the magic components into the board. Uh, then things start to go very, very wrong and everyone pulls a card off of the Misfortunes deck, which tells you what tiles are going to get flooded. So you actually figure out what's flooded before you take any of the actions. So it means that you might end up in a situation where your guys are kind of drowning and they don't get to take their actions anymore because this deck that you pull from is kind of random and by kind of, I mean very random. And so there's a lot of different things going on in there. It might, you might just end up having four of the forests suddenly sink into the ocean and it's like, oh, whoopsie. Um, and so it, you're going to end up with sort of more or less of what you wanted, depending on what's going on. Uh, when your guys drown, they don't really go anywhere. They just go back into your thing. So uh, you don't have to worry about like losing workers or anything like that. So it's not too punishing, but it's still pretty punishing. The next phase of the game is you take those actions. And so you roll the dice and use your abilities and cards and stuff to be able to accumulate the resources. So you might end up with more or more likely less than what you were hoping for. And uh, that's going to be uh, basically the, the main thrust of the game is going around worker placement style, gathering up resources and trying to uh, plan out your, your day. The fourth phase is the Wrath of the Gods, uh, which is uh, another tracker uh, to sort of keep, keep your eye on, where uh, you just... It's like a tracker that starts at zero, and what it does is you you flip over so you flood that many tiles every single round, and that tracker will go up every single turn that you have, and so it goes from zero to one, and then there's one, and then two, two, and then three, and so uh, there's a very, very short ticking clock on this because you can't take that many turns before everything is just going to be completely submerged. Um, and yeah, so the game basically works that you're gathering up resources. You can also put your dudes onto the Cosmic Gate board to be able to build components. Um, building components costs a certain amount of resources as well as the power core uh, is special in that it requires each of the players involved to be able to put their guy down at the very end of the game as well as be able to contribute at least one thing. So you can't just have, I don't know, one person on the team sort of hoarding supplies the whole time and then just like burst on in and finish the thing right off the bat or, uh, you know, in the nick of time. Everybody sort of has to be involved. Uh, and yeah, so there's a few surprises in here because all of the like library cards that you can get can be kind of uh, powerful. There are things like artifacts or one-time abilities that you can get that sort of spice things up. Uh, but in general, the game goes by in this flow where you put your guys down, you flip over a bunch of cards, figure out how uh, fucked over you're going to get, you get some resources or build some stuff, and then you flip over more tiles to get more fucked over, and then you carry on and do that until either you uh, blast off to Mars or whatever, or everything floods and everyone dies. Um, I don't think there's any other ways to lose this game or win this game. Most co-op games, I would say, usually have like a couple of ways that things go horribly wrong for you. 
this one just has the one, which is uh, Atlantis's uh, main hub sort of getting devoured by the gods or whatever. Other sort of interesting things that you can do are uh, spending mystic energy to sort of plonk down things that you can... Uh, that prevent flooding from happening. Uh, you can use mystic energy to sort of boost your die rolls or get more cards when you draw them and stuff like that. As well as you can use mystic energy to raise tiles back up out of the water in the event that you have uh, gotten way, way too wet. Um, but yeah, so that's more or less everything that I can think of. I don't know if I've... You know, did, I miss, did I miss too much? No. Uh, just there's, I mean, a wide variety of the specialty buildings you have to build before building the Cosmic Gate, which have varying special abilities that you may or may not use in each game because there's more than you ever need. Yeah, you can't just build the power core right off the bat. You have to build all the little components that slot into the power core first. And so you can't just like, I don't know, cheese the game that way. Everything's going to get a little bit wet before it gets better. That's, that's, I think that's how that saying goes. Um, it's always darkest before the dawn. I think mine's correct. Anyway, uh, was there anything else that I that, that you wanted to mention about how this game plays? Um, there's a few like weird things with the individual squares. So like making more people like takes two uh, of your workers to be able to do it. Um, but why? Why does it take two? Well, Adam, let me explain to you. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Huh. Um. So, th- so they they are represented as like this connected bubble, and they take two workers. But interestingly, it doesn't have to be two of the same workers. And so, in those situations, you can uh, you also roll two dice instead of one, and there's like a number that you have to meet collectively, um, as well as the uh, the number on the Wrath of the Gods uh, tracker will be added to this number. So, I guess like as things become more and more dire, people get more uh willing to help the cause question mark yeah i'm not entirely sure i feel like maybe these people have their priorities wrong if that's what they're thinking about when the flood's coming in i mean i just (laughs) but what the hell do i know i didn't actually read any of this stuff in the rule book uh other than that there's not uh too much that's super surprising i think in general i feel like it's a pretty standard uh a standard sort of worker placement game, uh, but it's, you know, differentiating factors that it's cooperative. Um, so, you know, cooperative games tend to get like a bit of a bump in my book just because of, you know, getting to sit around and try to work out a puzzle amongst everybody is, is usually pretty fun. Um, this one, we had a lot of trouble with the rules and because Tabletop Simulator didn't have anything scripted for us, it was kind of like, uh, nobody could remember that we had to do the, uh, the misfortunes every single round as well (laughs) as like one per player and that the Wrath of the Gods tracker moves up whether anything happens or not. For some reason, we thought it was, uh, there was something in the misfortune deck that would move those up. Um, so we managed to get quite far into our first playthrough without actually feeling like we were in any danger before we realized, oh, we were supposed to be flooding these things the whole time and sort of retroactively started like uh, lifting up the tiles and, and, and flinging them off the board because we just didn't have time to do another another playthrough. Because uh, this is a bit of a longer, uh, a longer one, although had we played it correctly, it might have been much, much shorter. Um, so you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta be, um, I don't know, a little bit aware that th- there's a lot of different things going on and, um, uh, 
it's probably up to one person to sort of remember. Although I, I imagine in person, it's probably a little easier to recall these things because you always have like the player board right in front of you instead of being able to zip your camera all over the goddamn place. So our first playthrough or my first playthrough of this was kind of chaotic on account of A, not knowing what the hell was going on and B, just constantly fucking the rules up. So uh, take that for what you will. Um, but for me, it was kind of, I don't know, I had a bit of a meh experience. It was fun, um, but I didn't really feel like there was anything super crazy about this one. I don't know. What am I missing? Oh, uh, this like this needs to get played like uh, like I'm just going to get it out there right now. This this thing really does need to get played in person because this game is is really good. It's probably my favorite co-op game out there. Like it, it's it's so good. And I think that a lot of the the issues that we kind of fell into were the fact that, again, the rules were uh, messed up. (laughs) They were they like we had we had issues with the rules, just remembering them. It's really nobody's fault but our own. Um, It's the game. The game is really fun. I love the push your luck element. The theme is kind of interesting, at least to me. Um, I like that you you can't just like you you actually have to work through some of the pieces you can't you can't just you know strong arm your way into a win like it's it's i don't know there's so much more to it and it it sucks that we kind of fell apart rule wise the way that we did um but yes this is one that absolutely needs to be it it needs to be played um on on an actual tabletop because it is it is so good and it just this this really did not do it justice. I, f- I feel like in a lot of co-op games, there's usually a lot of like back and forth and discussion. I feel like, and maybe this was because we screwed up the first couple rounds, but I felt like we'd sort of just like independently plonked things down. Like we weren't really talking about any of our moves. We were just sort of like, oh, well, it's my, my turn. I'll do this thing. And it's your turn. You'll do that thing. And like we weren't really discussing anything. And I, I feel yeah. like that might have just been because of the communication over over VoIP sucks still. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I, for me, I was basically just kind of seeing where anyone else was going and just kind of letting people, you know, specialize in an area. And then I was just kind of putting myself where it looked like no one else was going. So, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's. I, Online, this game, yeah, I I agree, wasn't as good as playing it in person. Um, I think this was really actually my only, maybe my second or third time playing it. And yeah, you lose a lot on the online sphere, um, fiddling, just like messing around the components. And I think especially with co-op games, it's nice to be able to look at somebody and be like, hey, you know, what do you have? Rather than like, you know, just kind of creepily staring at their resource (laughs) board uh, on tabletop sim. And it, it takes away, you know, that need for communication is on tabletop sim. You can just, you know, zoom in everyone's board, see what they have, do some math. You know, you don't actually have to talk and be like, hey, uh, you know, how many resources do you have? Uh, what are you working to build? You know, it's just kind of, it, it kind of felt a little just everyone for themselves. And then at the very end, we kind of pulled together to get the last few things built. I agree. I agree. I think that the 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 pressure aspect comes through a lot better um, when you're in person and when you play the game properly. Uh, <laughs> what? I, that also helps. You know, yeah. there was I. It, it's it's very interesting when you're when you're playing a game like um, I'm trying to think of the game that we were playing. I want to say it was like Subterra or something like that, and 
like I, I remember Thomas, you were the one that kind of notably said at no point in time did I actually feel like I was really in trouble, right? And I think when you lose that feeling, um, the game becomes kind of disinteresting, right? And I think we did not do ourselves any favors by starting the game off that way. Um, because I think it, it did kind of set a tone maybe, um, that, you know, you, you don't really have to do things quickly and really work together. You can just kind of dawdle and take your time. Um, because the game actually progresses very quickly. Um, and it, it honestly, it's actually not nearly as long of a game as it was online. Um, there's one thing that's, you know, that's notable that I don't think, I think anytime Adam and I have taught somebody this game, um, we've always kind of gone with the, you know, everybody kind of takes their turn putting their people out. Um, but even on the back of the box, I think it notes that, you know, that's not actually like part of the game. It's simultaneous. Like everybody should be doing everything at the same time. And a lot of that does have to do with that communication piece. And so if you're talking, then, I mean, you can do everything all at once and it, and it is, you know, it will go a lot faster. Um, whereas we were, you know, kind of playing with kid gloves and, you know, now it's your turn and now it's your turn. And we are all being quite like, <laughs> you know, prim and proper about it. Um, so the game is actually quite, yeah. quite quick. Um, it, it can go a lot faster. Um, I think the fiddling around with stuff online does really not help it any because a lot of like you, while we were playing Thomas, I remember you saying, you know, like, wow, I mean, this really wouldn't be that difficult in person, but we're playing <laughs> yeah. on here. So now all of a sudden it's that much more difficult to like, I mean, to grab just the tokens in general, like once you've gotten them, the resources and like trading the resources and things like that, it just takes more time than is necessary. So, yeah. And, and I think you're right in that. And that, that also, I think is like you said, uh, doing the turns kind of then your turn, then your turn. And I feel like if we try to do everything at once on tabletop scene, <laughs> that would just be absolute madness. Because I mean, the thing, if you're playing on with, you know, actual people in, in real life, you know, you can see someone gesturing for the dice or something. And so you're not going to suddenly just grab it in front of them. Whereas on tabletop sim, you know, it's hard to tell if someone selected the dice, if they're about to roll them, what's really going on. You have none of that sort of physical awareness. You don't know if anyone's reaching in the bag to grab things. And then you accidentally mess something up by grabbing something and goes flying across the table. And yeah, I, I think that's just one of the things of just doing it on tabletop sim. You can duplicate objects for sure, but it's still going to get, I think, hard to keep track. Yeah, it was uh, really funny watching uh, Debbie, I think, trying to like put the two two peoples next to each other like four <laughs> times, just kept like stacking them on top of each other, just, oh just like dropping it on top, top of the other. Like, no, get in the goddamn spot, piece yeah. of shit. I could not imagine all four of us trying to do that at the same time. You fucking anarchy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, this game does kind of lose a lot, and I mean, I'll own the fact that I I should have I easily should have better prepared when I brought the game forward to be like make sure that I had like in the back of my mind I had actually gone and like remembered to look at all the rules, and I didn't because I don't know. Like I feel like it's it's like it's almost like you said, right? Like when it's not in front of you and you're like panning around the table 
on tabletop, it's just so easy to to miss them and forget it and just like, I don't know, choicefully ignore the yeah. misfortune deck. I don't know. Um, but it is, you know, I, I'll, I'll own some of that. I probably didn't make this the greatest of experiences. That's, you know, that's on me. But my half remembered rules from the one time I played it uh, probably didn't help. I, I kept hoping people would correct me or tell me I was right or wrong. And I was just like, well, I, I guess I'm right. Debbie's only mistake was uh, trusting us to uh, try to remember or look anything up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of complete goons. I mean, it's a fairly straightforward game, really, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's really, beyond the fact that each one of those has their own, like, talent, I guess, ability, right? Um, some of those can be a little confusing, like, oh my goodness, some of them are kind of out there. But um, otherwise, really, I mean, it's it's not that difficult of a concept to get. It's just difficult when the world starts falling apart. <laughs> Too true. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think one of the things that this game probably does uh, very well is like providing a co-op game with the uh, you know i i can't think of too many other games that are worker you know putting putting dudes down in the like in the in the spots i think that's it's from what i understand is kind of its claim to fame is that it's a cooperative worker placement game um and so that that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting and i and i and i i've heard that it's quite a good looking game like this is another thing that did not come through very well on tabletop sim because it seemed like the person who made the mod was in a like brightly lit room or something when they were taking all the pictures. But, um, on, on my end, everything sort of looked like washed out and blurry and, or too overexposed or something like that. And so it was kind of hard for me to see what was going on as well, which didn't help matters. Uh, but you guys were telling me that like when you get the deluxe version or whatever, it's got like a neoprene mat and all this nice stuff that you can play with. And I mean, even on, tabletop sim they tried to make the components look cool i can see in the manual that like uh, that like the uh gold is all cool shaped and you got different little dudes to play with and stuff like that so it looks like a very a very nice looking game um i do like how they have um the the uh, power component thing is uh or the what is it, cosmic components thing is like there's you know, you have slots for, I think, uh, nine, two, four, six, eight, nine, nailed it first try, uh, nine slots. And so you pick nine of these things, but there's more than that. So every game is going to be a little bit different, right? Because there's different components that you can pick out of. And so we, we had some that were pretty interesting, like, uh, you put a guy here and then next turn you get like four followers or two followers and they're sort of like I don't know, temp workers or something. Uh, there's some that you could use to like trade resources. So those are kind of interesting. And that's how they get a little bit of modularity or randomness or, I don't know, just like a bit of excitement into the game and that you don't really know what you're going to be playing with. So, I mean, it's it it was an unfortunate, I don't want to say unfortunate. I had a good time. I uh, just like the game didn't blow me away at all so i was kind of surprised when i heard that you know you both had a copy of this because i was like okay i don't really know what (laughs) i don't really see what the big deal is uh but you know i would definitely be interested in trying it again because i I do like co-op games and hearing that you know we did such a bang-up job of screwing up the rules uh makes me think that you know we probably did miss out on a lot of the uh tension and like you know, the, that having that clock and like, like you said, I didn't really feel like we were 
you know, under the gun for anything. So, I mean, because we basically messed up the first turn, which should have been probably like killing off most of our guys and leaving us penniless. <laughs> uh, we actually had a whole lot of resources because nothing bad really happened. Although my guys kept getting flooded out, even with the like very minute chance that, uh, that, that we had, <laughs> which really, I think this game just had it out for me right off the hop. So yeah, I, I, I think that I, I'm going to blame, you know, our, collective messing up of the rules for my sort of dissatisfaction or like lack of satisfaction i'll say in in this playthrough but uh but i i would definitely like to try it again it looks it, it is a it is a cool game and hearing you guys talk about it it makes it sound like i've i've you know we've we messed up well enough that uh that there was there was definitely something missing there yeah this one was this one was bad like we we did not do this poor game justice um it is it is. It's it's such a good game, and and it sucks that we kind of butchered it as bad as we did, um, because it is like man, this thing has it. It like when you get, especially when you get the deluxe edition, you get like the the deluxified components and all that sort of stuff. Like it just, it's fun, and the the decisions are meaningful, and there's just there's just a lot going on, and it's uh it's a shame that we kind of punted it <laughs> as bad as we did. I can say that there's like there's a couple things that the game design wise is is difficult like to deal with and frustrating um to like to be fair when you're talking about a game that is as um uh dependent on the physicality right it makes it very difficult to have a situation where um you're you have to flip these tiles so in the in the normal game you flip the tile over to show that it's flooded and you have to kind of keep them around because there is you know one of the uh one of the counselors has the ability to you know utilize those tiles afterwards and you can bring them back and so it it is kind of tough when you're you know like trying to slide the pieces apart to pull one up to flip it over to put it down to slide them back together Right. Like if you're anything like me and you want things to be put together properly, <laughs> it can be very frustrating because you're just you're constantly touching these pieces. And so they're kind of sliding around and things like that. I can honestly say that I I appreciate the fact that they've created a system where when you build the uh, build the little arms uh, of the land, they kind of varied the way that the teeth are set up so that it's actually fairly easy to find the right pieces. Um, so you're, you're not like screaming at the board or at the box trying to find, cause that can be super frustrating. So I appreciate the fact that they actually thought about that enough to be like, okay, let's find a really easy way to, to set this up kind of thing. One of the things it, it you know, uh, as a non secular to our slagging of tabletop simulator, uh, one of the things that I, I really like about the sort of the worker placement design of this one is how on the edges of the board, you know, the, things are really easy, but you can't put too many workers down there. There's usually only one and then two, and then you get up to three slots. And so it, it does, uh, have that, you know, feeling at the very beginning. It's like, oh, these resources are going to be really easy to get. You know, we'll store a whole bunch. But then, you know, once that first outer ring and 
or two disappears and everyone's just throwing down like all their workers in the forest to try to find these crystals but then you got to roll a six uh so you have like everyone just throwing all their workers and it feels a lot more like like you're struggling like you're you're just trying to get enough time and just try to get just just enough crystals to like uh stop the place from flooding and so i feel like that design wise uh really does lend itself to the sort of the survival aspect and sort of the building of tension um that i think we kind of missed because we had a lot more time in sort of the accidental lax period but that is yeah that's just one of the nice uh, aspects of the game that i I thought i'd i thought i'd mention before we get too far uh diverged this is like your friendly psa to double check your rules when you uh when you start a game the more you know it helps. <laughs> just just take a quick second and just really double check if you're unsure. It, it, the the like length of the rule book sort of hides the fact that this game is as simple as it is. Everything is like really nicely laid out on the board, and you know, like as long as somebody has uh, one person has sort of the vague idea of what's going on. I mean, <laughs> as we've proven, more than a, more than a vague idea. <laughs> Yes. You know, it's a uh, it's it's pretty easy to get through. It's, I guess this has just been like a 45-minute PSA of read the goddamn rule book before you play a game. Pretty well. So, uh it, unless there's anything else, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I'll just I'll just bust into a quick review here. Um I uh I usually do a review on a scale of keep or not keep, uh whether it sort sort of hangs around in my collection whether I feel like it sort of uh, you know, could get played again or i like it enough to keep it around or whether i'll just like thinking of get, getting rid of it games that have landed in the latter category are things like world of warcraft the board game like oh things i'm never going to touch again like maybe i'll rip it apart just to get at the sweet minis inside i don't know but you know um for this one i feel like i would probably keep it around due to its co-opness um even though I didn't have an amazing time with it. I feel like it's different enough from a lot of the other co-op games that I have that it would probably justify the the, the space for it, even with the the uh, the uh, time that we had with it. Um, the weird like player count is definitely a plus because it seems like you can have as many people as you want. Like up to seven is pretty crazy, and I imagine that with seven people, it probably goes by real fast. Either you like blitz force build the goddamn thing, or you just drown. Yeah, you just um, eat so, shit. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. So I don't know if there's any like special rules to make it easier on you, but it seems like the kind of game where you know even if you have more people involved, it's not necessarily going to take a lot more time, which is not something that is very common in the board gaming world. Um, so it, you know, I, I, I would love to try this one again. I think it probably deserves a bit of a redo, just on account of how badly we uh, pooched it. But despite all that, I had a good time. I thought it was an interesting little, uh, little game. Like for for what I, for after we, uh, after we realized what kind of what a what a mess we made, you know, it was it was a pretty pretty solid little game. Um, and I'm I'm a big co-op games fan, so I can't really say that like. Like, I, ha- I didn't have a bad time. I had a pretty good time. And despite the fact that we, you know, screwed up so badly. So I'll put it into the keep column for now. I think we'll probably redo this one at some point, even if it's just amongst us, because I'd love to try it again. Um, and yeah, I can't, I can't like say I recommend it or anything just because I don't know. I, you know, it wasn't like a 
earth-shattering time. Maybe if we play it again, I'll I don't revisit it. I don't know. I'll do like a PSA or something. But yeah. <laughs> so for now, I'll I'll put it in the uh, the old keep column, and uh, hopefully we can play it again and not fuck up the rules. Uh, Justin, what did you think? Oh, hey, well this this is a game that I I actually own uh, via via the Kickstarter, as as all good things come from, and uh, it's a game. I think I think me and my brother have had this one. I guess probably since it came out, uh, probably arrived 2019, 2020. And it's really only seen the table once or twice. I mean, part of that is COVID, but, uh, it is a, it's a very interesting co-op game in that it's a nice break from some other games like Pandemic, where it's kind of like your turn, then your turn, then your turn. It still does the same thing where everyone has special powers. Um, and it it's nice to see uh, an interesting take on sort of the worker placement sort of style of game and turning that into a co-op game, which I, I can't think of another example of one that does does those two things together. Um, and in that, I think it, it holds up quite well. It is a lot more fun to play uh, in person and when, uh, you know, all the rules are correctly remembered. And yeah, I, I don't know if I, I feel like I enjoyed it a little bit more the second time around, kind of knowing the rules and kind of knowing what was going on. My first playthrough felt a little... I don't know what to do. I'll just go here. Um, and um, that's only a minor detraction from it. But it's a it's a solid game. And if you enjoy that kind of Euro-y worker placement style uh, with sort of that pandemic, you know, uh, deck of doom showing up uh, every turn, it's something that you're, I would say, definitely going to enjoy. Um, if you don't like that worker placement style of thing, this isn't going to change your mind. But um, if that's kind of your style, uh, it's a solid game and uh, a good recommendation uh, to uh, kind of bring a weird number of players to uh, a co-op game um, where a lot of other ones really only support four or two, um, which can uh, leave a lot of uh, people out uh, if you have uh, an odd number coming over. So yeah, that's it. Uh, it's a game I'm going to hold on to and uh, hopefully get to the table more often now that I kind of remember it exists. Um, and yeah, uh, a decent recommendation. Uh, how about you, Debbie? So for me, I really enjoy this game. Um, I brought this game forward. I find that it is um, fairly easy to understand. Um, it does kind of bring that um, uh, risk. It, you know, it brings a little bit of um, gambling to the board, uh, you know, whether you want to take chances or not with um, with putting yourself um, in certain places. Um, it adds a little bit of excitement, I find, um, in the fact that you really don't know what's going to come up. Um, you do have to really kind of balance your, you know, desire to, to get more people and, um, to, um, to get library cards and things like that. Like, yeah, they're massively advantageous, but you know, do you really have the time to be able to put into that? Because I mean, you are taking a, a limited number of, of turns to not gain resources. Um, and, you know, that can hurt you sometimes. So uh, I do enjoy the game. Um, I give this, I'm on a five point scale. I give this a five out of five. I don't really find that there's much um, wrong with it. It is 
I, it's beautiful. It has a really good combination um, style to it where, you know, uh, like Thomas said, you know, it's, it's kind of this token game where you have um, a slightly different take on, on worker placement um, obviously because it's co-op and that just kind of adds, you know, that, that extra bit to it. Um, and it's, it's just fun. I, I really do enjoy this game. I apologize for, you know, not, yeah, I should have done a little extra work. <laughs> So that's on me, but, uh, we'll make sure, you know, that we get to play this and, and make sure that, you know, um, that at least Thomas gets to, you know, have a good experience with the game, you know, whether you in the end choose to like it or not, um, at least giving it a fair run is, um, something that, you know, um, we, we definitely should try to try to get out there for you. So five out of five for me, it's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful game. It's got, you know, really great stuff. Uh, downside, by the way, super random, um, make sure you know what each of the uh, little peninsulas are. They are not obvious. Like the mountains, you probably don't. Yeah. They don't really look like mountains. I mean, they do, but not, yeah, that's not quintessential at mountains, right? Like not our kind of mountains. Like we think snow covered peak mountains. And those are like, I don't know, mountains kind of in the desert, which is a little weird. Yeah, they're almost like foothills. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, I think the 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 weird thing that you pointed out was like there was a couple cards that said uh, that some of the, you know, if take if one thing is flooded in the wild side as opposed to the civilized side, and that's like three, there's like three spokes for each side, but they didn't yeah. do them down the middle. Yeah, it's very... Complete animals. <laughs> Why yeah. did you do that? <laughs> so just, I, like, it's that that's my PSA, is just yeah. make sure you know what the peninsulas are before you really put too much into it, because, dear God, that will frustrate you later when you're like, shit! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love this game. So um, it is it is great. Five out of five for me. Um, Adam, how about you? Yeah, this is... Um... So now this is going to be like a, a a tale of two reviews. There's going to be the game we played on on tabletop sim, and there's going to be the actual game. Uh, the game we played on tabletop sim was not great. I mean, a lot of it really does fall on us for completely um, thinking we knew more than we actually knew, and just punting the rules really poorly. Um, but the game itself is really, really good. It's a really strong, fun co-op game that plays odd numbers. I'm excited to actually play this in person. Um, hopefully soon. It, it's it's a nine and a half. Like the actual game is a nine and a half. Um, I highly recommend you guys get out there and try to like find a legitimate copy, like a like a tabletop copy somewhere as I'm sure you will enjoy your time. It's it's so fun and so good. And the colors are vibrant and the art is nice and the lore is well, I mean, the the mythos, I guess, behind it is really cool. Um, if nothing else, I mean, I'm I did kickstart the expansion to this game, which is expected. It says on Kickstarter it's expected in October, which Due to COVID and shipping problems and stuff like that, I would probably expect it probably around January. Um, but it's it's adding a bunch of different stuff. Like it is adding a pile of stuff. What? When did you do this? <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, here, let me tell you. Um, yeah, that game that I backed. That you know. Yeah, I told you. I mean, it's, I don't know. It doesn't. Oh, ju yeah, June, June. <laughs> It's free for all when it's Kickstarter, right? Okay, sorry. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no, that's the last update was in June. 
<laughs> Sorry, when the hell did this anyway? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter when it closed. The like it all that matters is that it's been done. Yeah. Yeah. Like it <laughs> can't take it back now. <laughs> Keep checking the mail. After I die, there will still be Kickstarters. For years. <laughs> That's right. Keep checking the mail. <laughs> That's not wrong. But I don't know, th- this game is worth it. It's worth playing. It's worth picking up. Go and like play. The real version, air quotes, not the tabletop simulator version. Uh, I hear that it's even out on Tabletopia. Maybe that's an option. Shudder. Uh, um, Lord, help us, please, for the love of God. Uh, like, nothing good can come from that. But it's, it, yeah, like, it's worth it. It's just worth it. That's all I can say. And it, it sucks that the that the experience we had was so poor because it's, it is, it is not... It's not what we had. We swear it's better. A lot of that was self-inflicted, to be fair. Yes. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100% self-inflicted. But um, nine and a half out of ten, like, easily my favorite, my easily my 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 single favorite um, co-op board game that isn't Gloomhaven. <laughs> I mean, I have to, I have to, like, preface that because, I mean, fuck, like, I don't know, Gloomhaven. <laughs> Crazy. It's just, it's just too good. Like it is, it is the the behemoth. All right, the real bee's knees. All right, okay, okay, <laughs> old man, calm down. <laughs> that about wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this sort of thing, you can find way more episodes uh, where where we came from. Um, the the internet. Um, and uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us using email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can send us Twitters at uh, tw- Twitters. You can send us Twitters at uh, the CGS Podcast. Um, you can find me at Team Rage Tom. And, uh, and if you really like this kind of thing, you can like, subscribe, you know, all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I share, share it around. That'd be great. We, we like doing this. We like to keep doing it. And uh, yeah, your support definitely helps. A uh, little bit of a note, I think we're going to be taking a bit of a break just because of some scheduling difficulties and whatnot, so uh, uh, don't expect any episodes for the next couple weeks just uh, because of the scheduling problems that we've been having. Uh, weirdly, now that we're, I guess because we, we no longer are locked in our houses, we don't have uh, free reign to just do this every single week, so we'll have to figure out some way around it, but uh Hope you enjoy your summer, uh, if you're not listening to this from the past or the future. I get, wait, the past? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, Debbie, what you got? (laughs) Debbie, save me. (laughs) You guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Yeah, if you like French Bulldogs, that's probably what you're going to see. Beyond that, uh, as Tom mentioned, you guys can get us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We love hearing from you. Um, If there's something you think we should know, something you think we should try, let us know, um, and we will see what we can do to try to get a hold of it. Um, We're not just here for ourselves. We're here for you, too. So let us know, and we will see what we can do. Justin. Well, hey there. You can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. And, uh, you know, if I tell you I know the rules, uh, don't trust me. But if you want to let me know about your favorite Atlantean adventure, I'd love to hear about it. How about you, Adam? Uh, yeah, if you, you guys are looking to get in contact with me, you can find me on um, on social media at For the Win. That's F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch. I've kind of taken a small hiatus from that, so 
Right now it's kind of touch and go. I'm working through some personal matters that uh, are, I mean, they're getting sorted. So I'm, I'm kind of like my schedule is all over the place right now. AKA I don't have one and I apologize, but come check it out. Also, if you're in Calgary and um, long weekend is coming long weekends uh, are coming. Um, we are, uh, I'm doing barbecue pop-ups. I'm doing barbecue pop-ups out of my place. Check out FTW BBQ on Facebook and, uh, come get some, get some food. Does in that weird? Sounds weird, but trust me, it's, it's, it's good. I promise. Also, uh, a, a huge shout out to paleo for winning the Kenner spiel, uh, this year. Yeah. Just announced as of the day of recording. Yeah. So like, a. It'll be like a week ago <laughs> by the time this gets released. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we called it. That was like our, I feel like that was our like yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. We did well. Yeah. Bingo. Well, I guess Justin had a one and a two. Good work, team. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week or in a couple weeks with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>